0: done yes Mr. Frodo it's over now
1: yes yes the the fun times of uh, the fun times of Andrew Jackson and life and everything, life, yeah, like, the universe, and everything, John.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, we, I can't believe this is going to actually be like a day late from President's Day, but like,
1: uh, oh.
2: Jackson. Jim.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, well, it might not. Assuming, like, depending on what time we get done and how much editing needs to get done, I might do a marathon session tonight and get it up late.
2: That's fair. Do it. I'll go, so, <laughs> Jack- <laughs> I don't. I, I wish it was for somebody more deserving than Andrew Jackson.
0: Yeah, I really, I really do. Yeah, uh,
2: just god damn it's Andrew Jackson. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I'm so done with this guy.
1: Yeah, I get it. Like, we've done,
2: oh god, dude. Like, uh, is this part 11? This is part 11. This is going to be a long one. So, mm-hmm. we've we have done like an audiobook's worth of discussion about andrew jackson and i'm pretty sure we we're gonna be missing stuff still like we're going to have missed stuff just simply because like there's too much to talk about and like mm-hmm. i had to make cuts and i feel like somebody is going to listen to this and be like um, well actually you forgot the time that andrew jackson uh whipped his dick out and uh turkey slapped uh uh congressman uh robert ford uh terwilliger i mean
1: don't get me wrong that would be that would be hilarious and that would make him in my mind the best president we've ever had
2: yeah but i mean that's something i honestly would expect more out of uh i don't know somebody more fun like lyndon b johnson i don't know yeah, I don't... He did, yeah he did
1: he did piss on that secret service, service agent's leg i feel like i actually read
2: about him turkey slapping somebody before I mean, he he liked to slap his dick on the desk quite a bit. I, I feel like I have actually heard about LBJ turkey slapping somebody before, though. I don't want to it's look. Not impossible? I don't want. I don't want uh, former President Lyndon Baines Johnson turkey slapping somebody in my search history. But I I've, I feel like I have heard about Lyndon Baines Johnson, the former president of the United States, turkey slapping somebody before.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
2: Just, just Andrew Jackson. I'm just. Ugh.
1: Well, you did promise me that this was the last episode.
2: Yeah, this is gonna be the last episode of Jackson.
1: Yes, yes it's yes. just going
2: to be. It's just going to be a big long one because I don't want. I don't want to do anymore. And like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just done with Jackson. I, let's just get through this. Let's rip this fucking
1: bandaid off and s- slowly uh, and excruciatingly over the course of the next hour and a half to two hours. God, if they
2: had longer. <laughs> oh, so, Jackson gets reelected. Yay. He starts his uh, second term. And because this motherfucker got reelected, and it's not even like. He's the first person to get reelected. I mean, he's he's the he's the, the sixth president of the United States, mm-hmm. and you know, only two guys before him did get reelected. So you know, he's got he, he's got uh, you know Washington, Je- Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe. You know, mm-hmm. wait, did I say wait? No, he's seventh. I can't math today. I clearly cannot math today. He's the seventh president of the United States. Like four out of, the, out of the six guys before him got reelected. So it's not even that special. But he comes mm-hmm. in, and this motherfucker's like, Well, I have the mandate of the people. Um, and basically decides that he's going to, um, um, it, it's going to allow him to basically just kind of get away with doing what he wants. Because every time somebody says, Hey, uh, you're wrong. Which is a lot, you know. His his general fallback is, you know, he he is, you know, he has the will of the people. Oh, so
1: the will of my the will of my ass.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't play it up as much at first. It's like it's a slow build up to, you know, him just going full masks off about it. Because like it is his second inaugural address. He's he's still trying to get a lot of the stink of just 1832 off because like that was just a monstrously bad year for him all things considered Mm -hmm. and um like you know a couple things went right for him you know including getting re-elected but that's kind of it um i mean he has the stink of like the lingering effects of the bank war which we'll talk about later he has the lingering effects of like the the drama with his um with his cabinet Like, there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of shit going. Oh, and, you know, the unpopularity with a chunk of the nation over removal, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. Um, And, you know, just so much stuff that's happening that he just has a lot of stink over. And so he basically is like, okay, I'm going to pick up something that is going to bring people together. And so he talks about the importance of the union because right mm-hmm. now this is like he's not wrong here he's not wrong but he's just being a broken clock because the reality is, is that he's doing this for political reasons like he's trying mm-hmm. to make himself look more approachable in like you know moderate and like not many people actually fall for this one but also he's he's only really taking up the idea of the union is more important than the state only mm-hmm. because he believes in states rights and state supremacy he just doesn't believe in it when he's the one the states are going against
1: oh, of course
2: so uh, this actually causes interparty drama for him to even oh, his uh his inaugural address talking about the importance of the union because there's uh, a lot of democrats who they are like rider like his base, like, they look at it and, like, you know, the true like ride-or-die Jacksonites, they, they, they just look at it like Trump, you know, like, wheeling back on something where they, like, either their, their minds autocorrect or they just say, oh, you know, he's only doing this because of the deep state. So it's the same. Deep state. It's the deep same. state, it's a deep state. Uh, John. It's the deep state. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Make same. the friggin' frogs gay. It, 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 it's the same shit. Uh, but I mean, it does lose him a lot of like the people who aren't ride or die jacks, nice with the people who, like, you know, were like, you know, the, the kind of people who broke off from Trump over his support for the vaccine. Like, you know, th- those mm-hmm. guys are like, well, shit, like, he's a traitor now. Um, and so uh, there's that going on, but then there's also inter-party drama because, like, that there's legitimate thought that the Dems might actually split into two parties, a state's rights Dems, uh, or Democratic Party, and then a pro-Union uh, Democrat Party that mm-hmm. basically would have just merged with the Whigs. And like, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that. We'll actually talk more about that a little bit. Uh, also, what's going on during this time is he's holding secret negotiations with a representative from the Cherokee Nation. Not somebody in an actual position of power, mind you, but somebody with power within the community um, to basically steal the Cherokee's uh, uh, Cherokee Nation's land in the southeast from them.
1: Well, talk- yeah, you, Go
2: you've
1: you've got to love like the white people thing where it's like, we well, like, like we negotiated for your land with with someone, and that someone said it was fine. It's like I didn't say it was fine. It's my land. Well, he said it was fine. It's like if I asked if I asked your neighbor to sell me your fucking apartment, and then it's like I show up, and it's like I didn't sell it to
2: you. Well, too bad he did. Get out. Yeah, basically, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um. So, yeah, there's there's bad shit going on. There's also more interparty drama that's uh, cropping up around this time too because. Uh, first of all as we talked about jackson gets a new vice president out the time martin van buren who had basically been his secret sauce during most of his first term however mm-hmm. when uh van buren had to resign from being secretary of state because of the mean girls uh shit going on um jackson was trying to keep him busy by having him be a diplomat and like we talked about this previously. He couldn't get in that at first, and this was a bad look. But eventually Jackson mm-hmm. does get him to go just be a diplomat to England. So Van Buren is gone for a while. And while this happens, Jackson finds a new secret sauce. And oh boy. this is in a guy named Amos Kendall, who uh, we, we alluded to briefly. But, like, the deal with Amos Kendall is that he was a, a newspaper uh, magnate who um, – we, we talked about this back with like, – Jackson's first uh election, uh, well, his first successful election, um, where you mm-hmm. know the Democrats do that huge newspaper push. Well, Kendall was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so um, uh, while Van Buren is gone in England and doesn't have, you know, the position of being uh, worm tongue, um, Kendall basically entrenches himself as the new secret sauce and basically becomes the leader of Jackson's kitchen cabinet or his kitchen group, and and basically just takes over the kitchen group. Like by the mm-hmm. time that Van Buren gets back, like he still has Jackson's ear, but like he now has to compete, and that's drama <laughs> that we'll get more into later because it gets bad. So, oh, no. yeah. So early in Jackson's second term. So, you know, we're talking about like spring uh, 1833. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the first of something that will become uh, very common as time goes on. And only uh, kind of tapered off within the past 10, 15-ish years.
1: I don't like your tone. Go on.
2: Attempts on the lives of the president. I mean, I, I, have there been like legitimate attempts? Like, I mean, I know there, there were like legitimate attempts on W during his presidency. I mean, like he had a shoe thrown at him and, you know, a, 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 a (laughs) tried to kill him. Um,
1: Um, well, you're forgetting about the dude that actually, uh, went and shot up the white house when Clinton was president.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm meaning like after W. Oh, after W. Um, I, I, I I mean, you know that there were people gunning for Obama, but like. I don't think anything close happened that was, like, public just because, um, you know, I feel like the Secret Service was, like, pretty much spent that whole eight years just pretty much, like, on high alert the whole time.
1: Pretty much. I mean, like the the thing about Obama was that he was such an obvious, even even for the president of the United States, he was such a high high risk target that like, I'm pretty sure like everybody was on their A game the entire time. Like like literally anybody, anytime anybody texted something about like, man, like I hate Obama, I hope he falls in a well, they'd probably get a visit from the Secret Service.
2: Yeah. And I I mean, like, I actually know for a fact that they were even like, they would do that kind of shit even during W because like I know somebody who like a friend of theirs um like on a private uh forum like not even one like publicly accessible but just a private forum like you know wished that W would die and he got a visit and if that would oh. happen in like 2003 2004 yeah it definitely happened with Obama and then like you know with Trump I mean I mean he made it so easy I feel like it was basically just sh- shooting fish in a barrel like it is a it is a crime to threaten
1: the life of the President of the United States and that is all I'm going to say
2: it is Um. so uh, I mean yeah this is like this is where we get like the first real attempts in the lives of the Presidents I mean I don't want to say they never happened before this point but like well, I mean, we've, we talked about two, uh, two presidents previously, and, like, if there were, like, legitimate attempts, like, you know, assassination attempts on uh, Washington and Adams, I miss them entirely, and, like, they're not really well-recorded. Whereas, like, Jackson has multiple attempts on at his life that are well-recorded. And, like, th- there's a famous one, and we're not even going to talk about that one yet because uh this mm-hmm. is the first one. And uh basically, like, a month and a half into Jackson's second term, a former naval uh, former naval officer uh, gets fired by Jackson's administration for embezzlement, which um, may or may not have been true. It doesn't really matter. So the guy found out like Jackson's tour schedule, tracked him down, and then just came at him and like hit him. And- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So do buddy, do buddy, like gets pissed
1: off at Jackson for firing him, finds out his tour schedule, like goes up to the man like stalks him runs up to him just like like what does five Figure say to the face slap yep that is awesome and i love it and i wish more people would do that
2: yeah um and then the guy like i it seems like basically what ended up happening is the guy like pretty much came up to jackson and then just didn't know what to do um <sighs> Like (laughs) that.
1: So so all that stuff. What did Five Figures say to the face? Uh I I don't I don't know what the what I I don't know. I I'm
2: embarrassed and he just runs off. Yeah, basically. And uh Uh... Jackson uh well there's there's two recorded incidents that happen as a result of this. Um one of the recorded uh reactions Jackson has is he seems genuinely confused by the whole situation and is so confused that he just kind of just says, Hey, let him go.
1: Yeah. That's not an unreasonable reaction to like, what, like what
2: the fuck just happened? Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And like, go get some, go get some sleep, my guy. And like historic, like, you know, the historical record does confirm that Jackson never pressed charges against this guy, but, um, Other stuff says that Jackson was confused and um, uh, we get back into something that like this has been a thing that has been like a weird little quirk of Jackson's from like his childhood where he sometimes doesn't actually get angry with the people who directly do shit to him. He gets angry at like people who like were involved in like weird ways or like, you know, that like... He's less angry about the person who embarrassed him and the more in, in, angry about the people who could have embarrassed him or who would laugh at him.
1: So like the kind of guy who's like, if if a dog bit him, he wouldn't be mad at like the dog or the dog's owner, but like the dog breeder.
2: Yeah, or, or like the did. person who like, uh, you got bit. Uh, and so he decides to play up uh, the attack as uh, part of a conspiracy theory where people are um, out to get him instead of going after the person out to get him. What a fucking weirdo. Um, around the same time that he gets the five-finger uh, discount from, uh, from this guy, uh, he resolves the nullification crisis um, where um, he technically, but it's really Clay and Calhoun making Jackson look bad. But like, you know, he is president when South Carolina officially backs down. Uh, they agreed to a revised tariff uh, that Clay and Calhoun had orchestrated and they make it clear they're the or- the architects of it. And Jackson, he's allowed to take credit credit for it. But like it's the most backhanded credit thing and it makes him look bad. Um, yeah, because, I mean, everyone knows he didn't do it. Everyone knows that. These guys orchestrated it in a way that makes him look bad because it's a it, it's a compromise no one's happy with. But mm-hmm. like it's the most immediate way to get everyone just settle down. Whereas Jackson was trying to find something more amenable to where everyone either everyone would be happy or one side would be happy and the other one would just be like eh, whatever. But like oh. he doesn't basically no one gets what they want except for Clay and Calhoun who get to just laugh at everyone.
1: So a true compromise. No one's happy.
2: Exactly. Um, But then uh, as soon as Jackson uh, gets uh, South Carolina to back down from nullification of this, South Carolina immediately passes another law uh, nullifying the law, the government law that said they could uh, enforce tariffs by law. So, you know, this sets up a legal precedent for, um, you know, nullification being there because Jackson doesn't challenge this.
1: And so he so they they said no more nullification and then they they nullified that. Yeah. That's kind of hilarious and awesome. And I I hate nullification, all the stupid bullshit about it, but that is kind of awesome and I kind of love it.
2: It is I would love it too if it wasn't for the fact that Jackson not going after this basically gave a legal precedent for the South to do what it would do during you know the lead up Mm -hmm. to the Civil War yeah that's not good and he basically admit like jackson knows this is going to be a problem and he's like by not doing anything this is going to blow up the union and it's probably going to be slavery that uh is the final straw but i'm just not going to do anything
1: of course, because why would you? You're just the president of the United States, you fucking turd.
2: Yeah. And so during this whole time, and, and, it, and it's kind of important that we we talk about him being very mindful of the fact that it's going to be slavery. That is going to be the thing that causes the Civil War. I mean, we, we've already talked about when Jackson dies. So we know that he, he dies a full uh, like 14 years before the Civil War starts. So, I mean, like he doesn't live to see it, but he knows yeah. like, he knows it's gonna happen in some capacity. and he knows like uh, this is one of those things where people are like, you know, they they want to try and take away blame from like the found like not just the founding fathers, but like, you know, earlier political leaders like, well, they didn't know any better, and it's like, yeah, they. Do. And like here is Jackson. Yeah. He even knows better, but he's just that much of a psychopath that he doesn't care. And in yeah. fact, he's going to make the situation work because, it's during his presidency that abolition is growing bigger. And there's actually a discussion, we, a brief discussion we have to have here. Uh, there's something I, I like to point out a lot when I, I teach on, uh, you know, the, the final century, or really just slavery in America in general. And, it, and it's going back to Kanye West's quote about, you know, 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice, which uh, I... It's not fair to bag on a dude who has, like, you know, genuine, uh, you know, mental, uh, <sighs> like, you know, he has mental health issues that are not. He being
1: does, he does. However, I'm gonna draw a line so that we can bag on him because He's he right. has such an enormous platform. He does, and like that's
2: it. what I well that that's what I was gonna say before you cut me off. Is mm-hmm. I he I I don't like to bag on somebody who has legitimate mental health issues and does not have the support like he's not surrounded by the kind of people who like should be supportive of him and Mm -hmm. then he just has a bunch of you know yes men but at the end of the day he has a platform and he uses that platform to spread shit like this
1: (sighs) fucking kanye
2: yeah and there is something to be said as to it's not like people weren't resisting those 400 years but you, you know It is easy to look at the history of slavery in America and be like, well, why did it take so long for like, you know, us to get to a Nat Turner style rebellion, which, well, it didn't because they were, they were always happening, but like, you know, why did it take so long for there to be a, oh, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Like that's, that is something that I did learn about relatively recently is that there were slave revolts constantly and continuously like yeah. there was never like it was never like oh it took this long it's like no they they were fucking doing shit constantly all the time
2: yeah and if it if it wasn't you know outright slave revolts like there were sabotages people were running away but then you know there's also the complication of for some people it's not like they're even choosing to not revolt or not sabotage or not run away it's like in some cases you don't really have that choice because sure you could. But then you're not going to be able to run away with, say, your whole family. Um, Mm -hmm. And then if you if you don't run away with your family, what happens to them? Or, okay, you 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 do a slave uprising. Cool. What are you going to do next? Like, what's your next step? And you don't really have that many ways to coordinate things. And that's really one of the biggest reasons why slavery in the Americas was so effective is because, the logistics of resisting it were just not readily accessible. Like mm-hmm. the only other big time in history before the Americas where this kind of slavery was even practiced, like it went so poorly for the people that like, you know, that tried it because like it, the, the, because when you do it in the old world, there's, there's a, there's a whole lesson to get into. Like I spent like a whole like evening of a single grad school class, like, learning about this like it, it's a complex mm-hmm. thing we just don't have the time it to is it.
1: it is i mean like don't don't get don't get me wrong kill whitey is an admirable goal but like yeah. you've got to have an, like you've got to have an after plan like yeah. like like okay like whitey's dead like okay now now what because there's more coming
2: yeah and so it's it's something that like without like the logistics and like even the the simple reality that for a good chunk of early slavery in the americas a lot of slaves couldn't even effectively communicate with each other because like they were specifically like scattered around to where it's like you know not everyone spoke the same like languages oh yeah
1: like yeah that's very true like the continent of africa even today is still a mishmash of i can't even guess how many languages and that's with you know modern technology modern like you know modern uh communications methods that's that's still that that blending of cultures i can't imagine what it was like pre-industrial revolution i mean jesus christ
2: right and so there's just a whole lot of logistical things keeping them uh, you know in place to keep a like you know movements limited and it's why it took so long for an abolition movement to like a like a full-blown like national like coordinated abolition movement to really become a thing but it could have happened a little bit earlier, but Jackson is there to fucking slow it down and we've talked about this uh before because this is where again, like Polk's history and Jackson's history do intersect because like this is where Polk's gag order happens you know where mm-hmm. when Polk is in the house of Re- our House of Representatives, we get the whole thing where it's like, okay, in the House, you can't talk about uh abolition in uh you know in the House of Representatives, like there can't be any mention of it, there can't be any discussion of it, uh no bills considering it could actually be reached. they would basically just stop it like there is a gag order
1: fucking scumbag, I swear to God and that it's is the
2: ugh. and Jackson is influencing this, and here's where Jackson and his cabinet outright contribute to the slowing down of the infrastructure that would allow for. Uh, abolition to actually build up because Jackson's been um, or Jackson's postmaster general who at this point um, is Amos Kendall. We're actually going to like actually no, it's not Amos Kendall yet. It's still actually um, the previous guy because we're going to talk about this later. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Although it it extends to Kendall when he becomes the postmaster general. The timeline on some of this is kind of fucky. Um, There is a ban on anti-slavery tracts uh, in the uh, the Postal Service. And this basically extends to any anti-slavery literature uh, because it is hmm. framed as being a threat to the nation. That's <sighs> really just giving away the plot, guy. Yeah. And this basically makes it kind of hard for abolitionists to coordinate anything that could be interpreted as anti-slavery literature is now something that could be banned. So like, because like this is, mind you, like The telegraph is, I think, just about to get off the ground, like, a few years after. So, like, I Mm -hmm. think uh, Morse is, like, uh, he, I think he's doing the proof of, like, I think there is, like, work on the telegraph being done now, but it's not something being used, so you don't have that as an option. So, like, if you want to try and coordinate anything with a national movement, you have to go through the Postal Service, and you can't with abolition, so that's going to slow the movement down. Yep. Just as intended, just as designed. Yeah. So we get into the summer of 1833, and Jackson goes on a tour of the Northeast and almost dies. Repeatedly. Pity. Pity. It's a pity there's an almost in there. Yeah. We were so fucking close because he gets sick a bunch on this tour, and every time he gets sick, he almost keels over and dies. Ugh. And then at one point, he nearly trips off a bridge. Uh, <laughs> at one point, a- I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, he's just such an evil piece of shit. At one point, he just, just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. um, one time he's walking by a loaded cannon and it blows up and like lights him on fire,
1: <laughs> okay? Like the The powers that be are actively trying to kill this man at this yes. point, and I love it, and it's, it's, it's a pity they were not successful, but they and tried.:
2: gets, And then he gets thrown from his horse, so even even nature is trying to kill him now. <laughs> um, and then he 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 gets to Boston and is so exhausted, he just collapses, and like they just put him in bed, and they just cut him open and let him bleed. As, yeah. God, I love
1: old-timey medicine. It's like, oh, he he seems a little tired. You know what the cure for that is? Fucking cut him open and let him bleed. That's you know, where the tiredness is. The tiredness is in the blood. You let the blood
2: out, he won't be tired anymore. Yes. And so, um, by the what time God. the summer ends, like he takes the entire month of August off of any presidential duties because he just can't cope with how like bad the summer was. Which, I mean, the nation couldn't cope with how bad of a president he was.
1: Yeah, so, you know, everything kind of matches up.
2: Yep. So we get into the, we get into September of 1833, and Jackson shuffles up his cabinet again. Uh, mm-hmm. His then Attorney General, uh, Roger B. Taney, the man with no neck. Um, Roger B. Taint. Yeah, I, I, I said that joke in class last week, and one of my students busted out laughing uh, because, like I just said, Roger B. Taney, the man with no neck. And like uh, for some reason, she found that really funny. And then she looked like, while we're in class, she pulls up a picture like of him on her phone. And she starts showing her, she's like, oh my God, he really has no neck. And just everyone just starts busting out laughing. And I'm like, oh wait, well, I guess not everyone can see them. So I, I pull up a picture of Roger B. Taney. I'm like, yes, your honor, this man has no neck. And oh, everyone starts laughing. Um. But we're not going to laugh at what comes next, or, or maybe we will, because it's so it's so frustrating that you have to laugh because of how blatant it is. So, OK, Roger V. has made the Treasury secretary. Now, mind you, he is not actually confirmed yet. Um, mm-hmm. and in fact, uh, spoiler alert, he will not get confirmed for a while, but he's the oh. acting. Uh, he's the acting. Uh, attorney or uh, the acting treasury secretary and technically he's still the attorney general because like basically what jackson does is he just tells his people to resign but you Mm -hmm. know you have to get that confirmed by like the senate and stuff and so basically taney is still officially the attorney general but he's the acting treasury secretary so he he kind of does both jobs for a little bit even though there's another attorney general and like you know there's technically still the existing treasury secretary except Jackson with that guy.
1: So we've got like, so we've got like the, 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 are we talking like a Pope and anti Pope situation here? Basically. Awesome. Love it.
2: And Jackson gives uh, Roger B. Taney uh, an order. Do crime, literal crimes to weaken the National Bank. Like the National Bank is already going to get killed because it's not going to get renewed.
1: Mm -hmm. But,
2: um, jackson's like well we need to be able to make it to where we can justify killing it even more so we need to weaken it and the only way to weaken that is like literal crimes like an actual felony is about to happen oof so um, oof. this is kind of a wild story because uh taney isn't even the first choice for this job like the reason that there is another treasury secretary and the reason that it takes a while for taney to get the position officially is that um, the reality that um, Jackson puts another guy in as the Treasury Secretary, and this guy gets confirmed because he does know what he's doing, and mm-hmm. like you know he's supposed to be a Jackson ally, and Jackson tells him, you know, I want you to do this crime that I'm going to out, I'm going to outline later, and the guy's like, Are you fucking kidding me? That's a felony, like we don't have. Mm-hmm. We don't have federal pound me in the ass prison yet. But if we did, that is where I would go if I did this.
1: I mean, like, I mean, they didn't, but like they kind of did because it was just like execution.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're white. They don't execute white people for that stuff. They only only execute, they only execute white people for, uh, you know, treason against the nation, you know, for things like, I don't know, trying to free slaves. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. You're not I'm in wrong. Fact right. I'm in fact right. Um yes. And so this guy basically will not do crimes for Jackson. And so Jackson fires him, which he doesn't actually have the power to do and this is going to be a this is going to be a problem in a little bit. And um brings in he's like, "Hey, Taney, I know you're attorney general, but you're stepping down from that and how about you be the treasury secretary?" And Taney's like, well, "What do you want me to do, chief?" And Jackson tells him, "I want you to re- like, you know, steal all the gold and silver from the national bank and give it to private banks." Oh God, this is uh, this is theft. This is the president literally ordering the treasury secretary to steal from the nation. Now, mind you, the way that he gets around this is technically he arranges for the it to be purchased, but like not at a fair rate. Oh Jesus Christ!
1: like just the sheer audacity of it, yeah, is incredible
2: yeah uh, th- this is theft like this is yeah. actual fucking theft, and to try and preserve itself, the leadership of the national Bank, which is technically autonomous from the treasury department, basically just hides it and <laughs> uh, to try and prevent taney because like Taney and his men had to physically go into the banks and just steal them. Like they were they had to, like Jackson's men were literally robbing the, uh, the national bank to make this happen. And so to, to stop this from happening, the national bank had to basically rob itself and hide the money. <laughs> just like the fucking, the fucking presidents, the, pres- the president's boys are coming. Y'all had the money. <laughs> and this causes an inflation Crisis because there's less money In circulation now And Jackson so started stupid. It. Yeah And Jackson He knows that this is causing An a, a economic Collapse and he just tells the people Bank did it And because America is dumb The nation believes like, the nation believes it for at least a time. And so it works. It weakens the National Bank because, uh, you know, Jackson is able to steal money from it. And then everyone just says, well, the bank doesn't work, and uh, but we should get rid of it.
1: The, the, the man that broke the bank said the bank don't work. Yeah. It's
2: funny how that works, isn't it? yeah and this causes more drama within Jackson's cabinet because this is around the time that Van Buren officially gets back from europe like he 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 gets sworn over in absentia as the vice president, so he gets back and like immediately realizes like, oh shit, like what the fuck is going on here like it's that it's basically that um uh, that image from community where like um I
1: can't remember. The oh uh, yeah. I got you. When like Donald Glover walks back in, into the apartment and the whole fucking thing's on fire.
2: Yeah. that That is, that's Martin Van Buren right at that mm-hmm. moment. And, um, <laughs> um, Jackson. And, and cause the thing is that Kendall is basically all for this. And Van Buren is like, you know, I don't like the national bank, but like, this is literal crimes. And, uh, this is going to cause an, an economic <laughs> collapse. And
1: which is bad. Don't do that.
2: Yeah. And so this, act, like it doesn't drive a wedge between uh, Van Buren and Jackson, but it does basically cement uh, two realities uh, for uh, Kendall. He is basically the uh, ultimate like gopher and yes, man for an old, rich, decaying man who just mm-hmm. basically like is like constantly like attached. For uh, to this uh, old decaying man, so he's be- like Amos Kendall is basically Smithers for Jackson. At point. Meanwhile, nice. Van Meanwhile. Beren, Van Buren has now pretty much become the beleaguered uh, assistant to a blustering uh, war criminal.
1: Not, he a good. Is not, a, not a great position to be in.
2: He is yes. Martin Van Buren has basically become Kiff Croker and pretty much every time we bring up Van Buren for the rest of this episode you can just basically edit in just you know Van Buren's just automatic reaction of exactly so somehow like Jackson has simultaneously become uh, Montgomery Burns and um, oh fuck Um, Zapp Brannigan i mean mm-hmm. that, that's basically who jackson is like he is a weird ass hybrid of c montgomery burns and Zach branigan
1: not a good not a good thing to be
2: oh so um yeah this is this is a really dumb thing and most of america is dumb about it because the people they like they're not conditioned to think the president is a liar yet unless they're an adams
1: yeah, we haven't, uh, we, we have not reached that point yet. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there.
2: Um, and so while most of the, uh, the lay people are dumb about this, a good chunk of Congress and the Senate are like not stupid. Um, because first of all, the Whigs, uh, they're getting their act together at this point as like a national party. And they basically start rallying a whole bunch of politicians who are against Jackson, you know, stealing from the government. And they basically orchestrate um, the ousting of Taney as the Treasury Secretary, basically saying uh, we won't uh, we won't confirm Taney as uh, or not only will we like not confirm Taney as the Treasury Secretary, but we will actually like remove him from office entirely. And and it doesn't happen because uh, James K. Polk uh, prevents it.
1: Well, you know, if you're gonna be a piece of shit, go for the gusto. Yeah, That's which what I would say
2: this is something we alluded to in his episodes. We just didn't get too much into it from that perspective because, like, you know, it was just one of many things. Whereas here, it's like a much bigger deal. Um, mm. However, this actually does play into something that did happen to Polk uh, because, like, this is why he, it takes so long for him to become uh, Speaker of the House, even though he has the support because. This causes him to lose a lot of support because he's basically standing for a president that a lot of people are like, Hey, this guy's a literal fucking criminal now. Mm-hmm. Which he does crimes, like, but he's my he's my daddy and I love him. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, this is around the time that Jackson does start to play politics and just get Polk in as speaker of the house. Um, and as we talked about, Jackson will flip his support to somebody else. When that guy can't get into another position. And so Jackson's like, well, have this guy be the Speaker of the House for now. And then he's like, but then your time will come, Polk.
1: Oh, and sadly for all of us, it did.
2: Yeah. Then there is a uh, further attempt to get Jackson to do something interesting. Um, some people are like, hey, you know who sucks, Andrew Jackson? The Democrats. You know who actually would be cool? Um, a different party because, you know, they start to actually convince him that maybe the Democrats might, as a brand, be getting too toxic. You know, they're not hmm. telling him that the problem is him. They're saying, oh, no, the, partner, the problem is the party. And if you create your own party, then <laughs> you can get on the ground. Like, that's a lot of what we're seeing with Trump now, basically. Oh, gotta love it. And people are starting to genuinely blame both Jackson and the Dems. And so the Democrats basically come up with a plan of just ignoring all of uh, these problems that are going on. And so, like, Jackson is looking worse and worse. So he is thinking maybe about jumping ship to this new party. And it probably, we don't know if it would have actually have gone further. But what we do know is what happens is Henry Clay personally scuttles this because he doesn't want Jackson to basically snipe all these, like, moderates that he's trying to get for the Whigs, uh because like basically if jackson jumps to this um alleged unionist party like it's gonna pretty much just be something that moderates and jackson's like base will jump to which Mm -hmm. basically just become like a new democrat party except without like a few key people like it it would really wouldn't change much
0: Hmm.
2: and so yeah um Clay scuttles this by pretty much going around and uh, telling people about uh, this, and so Jackson decides, "Oh wait, you know what? Line in the sand. Um, you're either with me and the Dems, or you're 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 the enemy." And this is basically the point that like the Democrats shed more moderates, and it just becomes more and more the ride or die Jacksonites as like the moderates jump ship to join the Whigs, which is very similar to how today a lot of republic like more moderate republicans jump ship to the dems and are now dragging the dems to the right uh
1: i mean like does it does it really matter the dems have always like they're they're now just like a center-right party
2: i mean yes but like look let's be real for as much as people want to whine and piss about the dems being uh a center-right party which they are But, like, there were times where they were better about things, and, like, it would be better if we didn't have certain peoples around controlling the narrative, is all I'm saying. Like, I, like, you know, I don't want to get into this because I think you're too, like, I think you're too uh, podcast-pilled, and I'm too naive for us to really have a discussion that's not going to just be insufferable to people listening. Yeah, that's
1: that's fair maybe we'll make that like a secret a secret side podcast someday we just we we try to like i try to doom doom pill you and you try to like
2: convince me that no we're not we're not all doomed i mean i'm not saying i'm not doom pilled either i just have more complex stances than a lot of the people who podcast through their uh their grief yeah, that is that is a problem. Also, I'm pretty sure I I don't want some of my those thoughts of mine on recording anyway. And I'm not gonna <laughs> say anything further. Yes, yes, yeah, we should
1: yes, yes. We you can only do so much in Minecraft before the government figures it
2: out. Right. So the point is is that yeah, this is the point where the Democrats become even more radicalized and in a bad way. Um, and so yeah, the the economy is tanking even worse now. And again, the Democrats are just kind of ignoring a lot of the problems. And uh, (laughs) then the Senate decides, okay, yeah, the like this is this situation is fucked. And so the Senate decides to um censor Jackson, Mm -hmm. which means uh Jackson literally cannot speak to the Senate.
1: uh, I I I know it's it's only a legal thing, but I love. I just, I had this mental image of like you know, him coming to this and trying to talk, trying to talk and like the the sergeant arms just like running up and just clapping his hand over his mouth.
2: I mean, it's basically just it's it's pretty much the equivalent of Twitter banning Trump. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll actually talk a little bit more about this later, but. Uh, The funny thing is that this causes a lot of Jacksonites to start resigning because it's getting to be a bad look for them. So now we're in January of 1834 and uh, uh, something happens. Mm -hmm. There is a protest. It's not the it's not obviously remotely the first labor protest to happen in America, but it's a big Mm -hmm. one. And it's it's a uh, protest of canal workers at the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal Company. And it turns into a riot because the workers are just routinely being ignored by the um, by the president of the company, one John Eaton, who we've talked a lot about before because this is a personal friend of Jackson. Yeah, and you know, a former uh, you know it was his former. Uh, I th- I wouldn't say it was the Navy Secretary. I don't want to look. I don't want to go back up in my notes. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, bad look. And so Jackson's response to. Uh, a personal friend losing money from a labor strike is to order federal troops to go and shoot the protesters.
1: As one does, as one does. There is a very proud American tradition of shooting and machine gunning protesting laborers.
2: Yeah, and this is, I don't want to say this is the first time this has happened, but it's the first like really big case of this happening. Now, mind you, What is different here is that there is no order given to the protesters. Like, usually, like, even today, like, when this happens, there is a, um, there is, like, you know, a token effort to, like, try and come up with, like, some bullshit legal thing. Like, this is, you know, like, the kind of thing that leads to kettling.
1: Like the kind, of like I'm guessing, like the the old time equivalent of like rolling the ill red up. It's like disperse, disperse. You have ten minutes to disperse or something.
2: Yeah, uh, except this doesn't even happen. the uh, The military just rolls on in on Jackson's order and opens fires, and then, uh, and then Jackson just orders the military to protect the canal. Oh boy. Taxpayer money to protect the private business. Why not? Why not? So then there is a push uh, around this time uh, to try and restore uh, all the money that Jackson stole to the bank. But and this this actually goes into Congress, like Congress and the Senate are actually looking to force like Jackson's government to give the money back. Hmm. And. Jackson basically works with James Polk to block this. Of course. And then we get to another embarrassing part of Jackson's presidency. Um, at this point, like we've talked about this repeatedly, like his, um, his cabinet has basically been in constant rotation, but like all the way up until 1834. So um, about five, five and a half years. Um, although mm-hmm. it technically starts a little bit earlier. But for about five and a half years, he has retained one member of his original cabinet, or cabinet the postmaster, William Berry. But things finally hit a breaking point. As postmaster, mm-hmm. William Berry has never actually been good at his job. Now, America has been expanding rapidly over the past uh, 20-ish years at this point. Yeah. And... Because the nation is so much more spread out and we are still a couple of way, years away from the telegraph really being a thing, you need the post service actually firing at all cylinders.
1: Yep, yep. And, this, 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 this does not in any way, shape, or form sound familiar.
2: Oh, it's going to get worse. Under William T. Berry, the post office is a shit show. Even the former assistant postmaster general, who Jackson fired because... He said unkind things about a Jackson friend basically goes out in public and said, a lot of the reason the post office is not working is because of this one guy being that fucking incompetent. And Jackson pretty much just kept backing Barry the whole time because he's a Jackson friend. So obviously Jackson is going to go to bat for his friend, but then something happens that is just completely unavoidable for Jackson. Uh It comes out that the post office is losing money. Okay. Do you understand the significance of the post office losing money?
1: Uh, the in in the old timey in the old timey way, not really. I mean,
2: it's something that's always kind of been the case for the post office, and it's even still true today. But generally speaking, and there are times where this isn't true, and this is one of them. The post office is. Pretty much the only divi- or you know the only part of the federal government that doesn't just operate not at a loss but it's the only part of the American government that actually operates on a profit mm. like even when it does poorly, the post office is always paying for itself and then some it's why Republicans are always trying to sabotage it is because like It is the single most successful and functioning part of the government. Like, the nation would not function without it. Can't have that. Nope. And so that's why, like, you know, from day one, conservatives, and I don't want to just say Republicans, because clearly here's Democrats doing the same thing before the parties, you know, effectively switch. But, Mm -hmm. you know, here is where Jackson puts in somebody really incompetent, but like, Jackson doesn't want the post office to not be a thing. He just doesn't want it to be as powerful. But now it's losing money. And if you are the postmaster general and the post office is losing money, you're fucking up. And if you are the president and the post office is losing money, you are really fucking up. Yeah. And so Jackson, like, basically realizes it's a bad look. Because only a fucking idiot could actually make the post office run on a deficit because even when it's operating poorly, it's still something people use a lot. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And the only idiot that could make this thing operate on a deficit was somebody on the level of William T. Barry. Jackson couldn't ignore that. But also didn't want to do anything because it's still his friend. Mm -hmm. And so he just kind of wants the situation to go away. And in fact, his solution is to just kind of let William T. Barry go around and just challenge his critics to duels to the death, which, mind you, are illegal at this point in time, and especially illegal for a government official to be doing it. To. Oh,
1: God, it's hilarious.
2: Jackson does try and, you know, tell him, hey, you need to consider dropping out and, you know, resigning. And pretty much the only thing they can agree on is Once Jackson can get a cushy uh, diplomat position, then Barry will drop, but he he refuses to resign before that. And Jackson, who clearly has the power to make (coughs) something because he's done it repeatedly, is just like, Mm -hmm. we have a deal. So then we get to April of 1834 and Jackson still can't speak in front of the Senate. So he arranges for a bunch of senators to hold a protest for him. Saying that the Senate had basically usurped congress's ability to impeach by basically impeaching him by censoring him, so it's even oh, more yeah, it's even more like trump's reaction to getting banned from Twitter, where he just gets a whole bunch of proxies to whine about censorship
1: My censorship I can't say <sighs> I fucking hate the free speech warriors because they're all they're all the kind of guy who's just like. They really want to be able to just say the N word and not have anybody stop them. That's all, that's all they really want.
2: Yeah. And the Senate pretty much responds to this by calling Jackson a baby. Like they, Mm. they, they just call him like, you know, all these insults in public and eventually it gets so embarrassing for everyone, but especially Jackson, Van Buren has to smooth over the whole situation and um, apologizes for Jackson, and then gets Jackson to write a letter retracting his comments. Basically, it's again, it's like Trump trying to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, you know, I didn't mean to do all this. So please give me my Twitter back." Oh my god! And the funny thing here is that uh, Jackson writes a letter uh, to the Senate saying, "I'm really sorry. Please uncensor me," and the Senate refuses to even like read the letter like publicly so it could not Oh, that is awesome it is because they basically just agree like we're not going to read this publicly uh so it or we're not going to officially read it publicly so it can't be entered into the senate record therefore it can't be used as uh evidence for why he should be uncensored
1: oh that is awesome i love that kind of pettiness
2: oh yes um And now the Senate at this point is full on against Jackson because he's a piss baby. And so they just start blocking any of his appointed uh, officials, like every single one, like for a while Jackson is having to operate entirely off of acting cabinet members because nobody can get through the Senate, which again, very Uh much a similar situation to Trump. Eventually one of his guys, the shitty Benjamin Butler, not the cool one from the Uh civil war, but like the shitty one does get confirmed as the new attorney general. But this then leads to Roger V. Taney getting booted as treasury secretary because he gets rejected. But then this just frees him up to get a worse position. That we'll talk about later.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, Jackson gets him lucky again as uh, his haters maneuver to block Polk from getting to be elected as house speaker. And this is the anecdote where we talked about where if you remember all the way back to, fuck, when did we talk about Polk? Was it... Uh,
1: Oh, God. um, I think it was last summer.
2: Yeah. Um, um, This is the one where, like, Jackson is so sure that Polk is going to get selected as Speaker of the House that um, he has, like, a carriage waiting for him to turn around and have him brought to the White House to eat a fancy dinner with Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I Jackson eats his dinner alone and now that we have footage of it it it's, it's basically the whole thing where uh, there is that like um, SUV limo with like all the tacky stuff on it waiting to get uh, Joe Exotic out of prison because he was expecting Trump to pardon him oh god I forgot that happened yeah so um, yeah that happens um, and then uh, this makes it clear that there is a concerted resistance against him. And this is pretty much the point that the Whigs become the, like, guided party of fuck Andrew Jackson, where they start absorbing Mm -hmm. him. Like, this is the point that the Whigs become the legitimate, like, opposition party. Mm -hmm. Now, this brings us into the fall and winter of uh, 1834, which... Ugh. all this bad shit happening to Jackson, you think that things would, like, you know, turn on the Democrats, where people would be like, oh, well, shit, we're, we, you know, maybe these guys suck. But mm-hmm. somehow the Democrats actually managed to gain in Congress and in the Senate that midterm. Ugh. Because this is this is before, like, we get into that. Like, I don't even like to say that, like, that thing about, like, uh, the president's party always losing at ground in the Senate and in Congress uh, during midterms is true. Mm-hmm. It's usually true, but it's not an absolute. And you could kind of point to here, but this is really before there's officially two real parties. So things don't really work like that. But the writing is on the wall still because even though the Democrats gain nationally, the Whigs sweep fucking house, like uh, at the grassroots level. Like the Democrats may have gotten stronger in terms of uh, national power but the Whigs (laughs) pretty much control a lot of state stuff.
1: That's not good.
2: And this is like the point where um, when Polk does get in as the uh, Speaker of the House, like it's why he quit so quickly afterwards because he knows he is going to get booted. So, yeah, we get into 1835 and uh, things are not great because uh, this is now now we've had like a year and change of the gag order being a thing. And this means that uh, Jackson has basically normalized shutting down abolitionists, which basically tells uh, pro-slaver types, uh, the, the the president has your back. And so violence against abolitionists and African-Americans goes on the rise.
1: Awesome. Just awesome.
2: Yep. Um, and then riots start to happen just because, like, basically the whole year because People are getting angry that, well, minorities and, you know, I don't want to say leftists, but basically leftists are protesting (sighs) because they have, you know, a president enabling, you know, uh, right wing nuts to just go to town on people.
1: Mm -hmm. That should not happen.
2: Brett, say the line.
1: Say the line, Brett. Time is just a flat circle, John. Time is just a flat circle. And we should all just, (sighs) John.
2: In Minecraft. Just say in Minecraft.
1: John, we gotta leave this world behind.
2: And Jackson does nothing about this. It's depressingly familiar. He pretty much just condones it. And because of the rising tension, Jackson is now starting to get death threats. This also (laughs) leads to a conspiracy theory rising up that in 1835, there is going to be a violent uprising against him. So Jackson pretty much just openly threatens the nation that if there is an uprising, he has the an army and he will fight back and kill people. Jackson openly starts threatening civilians. And again, this is depressingly familiar.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: So Yeah. um, Well, so around this time we get the next State of the Union address and Jackson decides to basically just harp on one thing. He got rid of the national debt. Technically.
1: Good job. Because
2: by selling all the nation's gold and silver reserves at a reduced rate, he still brought in enough money to technically pay off the national debt. But now there's no money to pay for everything. And so Technically, there is about to be a lot of money coming in for another reason, but it's going to contribute to an economic crash. Um, and so we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, for now, he, he, he talks up getting rid of the national debt at his uh, State of the Union. And then he decides there is going to be a reorganization of the federal government, including a reorganization of the military. So his buddy that was the secretary of the Navy, didn't have his power taken away. And Jackson's brainlord idea was to actually empower the Navy, but also to take the Marines away and make them a part of the Army, which I'm <laughs> sure there's a bunch of crayon eaters that would be very happy to be under the Army instead of the Navy. And I love you, Marine, Semper Fi. I, the crayon the crown joke is funny.
1: It is it is our our occasional co-host perry is is a marine
2: yes, and he he enjoys the occasional crayon joke and presumably the occasional crayon
1: well okay well, you say occasional like like it's not an everyday thing for him <laughs> that's right, Perry, what the fuck are you going to do about it? nothing
2: he, you know he should come here and kick your ass and then we should hang out afterwards perry kick well, 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 Brett's ass. Which he deserves it, I mean, for what he has done to you. And then we can hang out.
1: Yeah, as I was, yeah, as I was about to say, yeah, Perry, come on and come on and try. Let's see, let's see what else of yours I can
2: break. <laughs> um, but obviously, this doesn't pan out because clearly the Marines are not part of the Army. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get into January of 1835, and Jackson gets attacked again. And this is the more famous of the assassination attempts. A yes. painter named Richard Lawrence ambushes Jackson after a funeral and tries to shoot him. Keyword tries. He does. The gun misfires. And so he pulls out another gun and tries again. And that gun also misfires.
1: Some, you know, some days it's got no luck at all.
2: Yeah. Jackson is just incredibly lucky because it turns out the guns were examined and they were found to be in good shape. The day, like it was just a very humid day, and like they were just misfires, like it was going to happen on like that muggy ass morning. Jackson's response is to pull out his cane and nearly beat Lawrence to death um and um he is only still alive for a little bit longer, or no, excuse me, and the only reason Lawrence is not beaten to death is because. An alive for only one more year Davy Crockett um, has to personally pull Jackson away from Lawrence before he murders someone else. Um, Jackson's uh, stands basically say that he had the protection of God. And it was actually so convenient for him that people actually start to say that it was a false flag attack. To basically drum up sympathy for jackson because he is not exactly popular right now mm-hmm. so we got a false flag brett
1: yeah we got our very own false flag i don't love it i don't love any part of this i, I hate every i hate every second of it and yep. i just i just i just want to to burn the world down
2: yeah so then in march of 1835 despite having gotten rid of the national debt Jackson starts a weird situation that I'm going to try my best to explain, but it's weird because I'm not an economist. I'm a historian, but I'm not that kind of historian. Mm. So because the debt is gone and the government doesn't need to make as much money and stuff, they drop the price of land. And this causes an upswing in people trying to buy land cheap. But because of the lack of gold and silver in the National Reserves, it meant the government had little ability to do business with people without just printing more money. So this is going to cause a problem. Now, is in problem. The short term, it leads to the government getting more money. In like, the government has a surplus, but the government has nothing they can do with because their own laws basically prevented the government from having something to store that surplus in. Yeah, because you know you would get all this money and you would need to store it in some kind of bank of the nation. Yeah,
1: you'd need a you need like a big central thing that you that you put what do you call it what do you call a thing that you put money in like a like a building like a like a a a, a money a a money hotel a money bin a money bin like a money a a a money bin like a bin yeah that's right scurgeman has a bin a money bin
2: yeah one of those well legally you can't have one of those either so you have to do something with that money because the government's not allowed to hold on to that and so jackson just decided to give it to a bunch of his friends' banks. He had to be talked out of this By everyone involved Because like even his friends Were like You will basically be painting a target on our back Politically And so Eventually The compromise is that the money just gets given to the states Like basically it just gets divided up Between all the states Awesome Yeah no one is happy from this because like the people in the federal government who like, we should, u- we should actually just use that money on public works projects or like they're unhappy because well they don't get to do that, um, This individual States are unhappy because no one is really getting the amount they want. Uh, the mm-hmm. banks are unhappy because they're not getting free money. No one is happy. And again, this is going to contribute to an economic crash in a couple of years. Not good. Um, the next month, Jackson finally gets William T. Barry to uh, resign as the Postmaster General uh, by finally getting a diplomacy spot for him to move to Spain. It's a nothing job that would basically basically just give him money, and it couldn't be screwed up because it's fucking Spain. Yeah,
1: it's like not like they got a ton going on.
2: Exactly. I mean, like I I come from a Spanish family. Like Spain in the 1800s, like they got nothing going for them other than. They have some colonies that well, they they have them for now. Yeah, they've got a they've got a dying empire. Yeah. Well, so I mean, there, there's nothing Barry can do to fuck that up. Um, and uh, uh, it doesn't matter any, anyway because he dies on the way to Spain. So well, um, um, to replace Barry as the as the postmaster general, Jackson just decides uh, Smithers. Smithers, you'll do the job, and Amos Kendall uh, is chosen to be the new Postmaster General. And mind you, you know, as a newspaper guy, I mean, newspaper, yeah, post office, paper, same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a. I think I think this is the plot of a Terry Pratchett novel.
2: Yeah. Um, and the only real reason that Jackson is putting uh, Kendall there is. Outside of him just wanting to, you know, put Smithers somewhere, official, Um, Kendall is broke as shit. And so Jackson's basically just putting him somewhere where he can stop being broke. Ugh. Um, So it's a favor. And I will say this, to Kendall's credit, he actually is good at the job. and Like, within a year, he has the Postal Service making a profit again.
1: So, so, so it's kind of like a Thomas Beckett kind of situation where like, he's just, he's his buddy, but it turns out he's actually really fucking good at the job.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, Kendall sucks, but not this part of his job. Um, Jackson also uses this as an opportunity to reform the patent office, um, which uh, he makes it more complicated. And that's why the patent office sucks today. Um, he also tries to split the Department of State into two separate departments, uh, one for, like, international stuff and one for home stuff. Uh, um,
1: I don't know enough about State Department politics to know if that's good or not.
2: It's not. Like, <laughs> I mean, basically, I think you... It's not like, you know, home like a Homeland Security thing. It's basically like, you know, state diplomacy versus international diplomacy. And generally speaking, you kind of want... A, you know the secretary of state to be over both aspects of this and jackson's basically just trying to weaken the state department um but um when he can't get his way here he decides and like it's a weird pivot for someone who is all about like weakening the government but he's like well fine if i can't get rid of it i'll just make my buddy as the uh secretary uh, just my buddy as the secretary of state super powerful and then he turns around and uh, doubles the size of the State Department.
1: Yeah, 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 as one does.
2: Yeah. You might recognize this is the opposite of shrinking the government, but it's okay when Jackson does it. Yeah,
1: it's, it's always okay when conservatives try to, like, say they're going to shrink the government and then massively increase government overreach because that just that just makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. So in the summer of 1835 jackson at this point is now fully in bed with this cherokee ally of his a guy named john ridge and so he mm-hmm. sends envoys to john ridges plantation in georgia and yes you hear that right plantation
1: yep people people are not a monolith and there are yep. there, there are members of every group religious ethnic whatever that are that are shitbags
2: yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, here's an evil Cherokee kind of thing, but it's more like John Ridge is just that kind of a shitbag is what I'm saying. Uh, oh,
1: like I said. Shit shitbaggery crosses the, the the whole spectrum of humanity. Ignores yeah. it is it is the one true <laughs> it is the one thing that truly divides us excuse me, the one thing that truly binds us together as people, it crosses all national barriers, languages, culture, ethnicity. It doesn't matter. Yep. Shitbags are going to shitbag. And it's not beautiful, but it sure is a thing that happens.
2: Yep. And not only is John Ridge, a slave owning planter, he's also a big supporter of removal within the Cherokee. I'm really struggling to not make an unfortunate comparison here uh, because, uh, I, I i've made this comparison to similar historical figures before and just do it I mean, john
1: just do it just do it
2: i mean just do it I'll, all i'm gonna say it is to that i've been told in the past um some of my students were like if you weren't a cooler professor you know what might-
1: you know what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it he's a he, he's a cherokee uncle ruckus
2: Yep, actually, that's exactly what I was gonna. Yeah. I was told, I, I, I once made that uh, uh, comparison to a certain deceased, um, a certain deceased um, um, military leader turned politician, uh, Colin Powell. I didn't say his name. Um, Colin Powell, John, don't don't be a pansy. Just say it. I didn't say his name, um, but uh, <laughs> I, my, I had some students that said, Professor Thompson, if you weren't such a cool professor, we probably wouldn't actually be okay with that um but maybe it's only maybe it's just you know calling an african-american man uncle ruckus that's not cool and you know what i don't think anyone's gonna cry over john rich being called uncle ruckus
1: no no nobody nobody listens, nobody listens to us
2: anyway so we can call
1: oh no we, uh, we, we john actually rich. Have,
2: <laughs> we actually have some uh some of my former students as our like as our listeners anyway but also i have some I, we have we have a small following we do
1: we do we do
2: but But like no um, he's
1: a i'm sorry cherokee uncle ruckus
2: go yes well at any rate um (sighs) jackson sends a bunch of envoys and money to john ridge to help get him over because ridge is not unimportant within the cherokee community but he's not like a big leader but he's prominent because he has money and therefore he has supporters because he has money and yeah, like this,
1: like like in like an even
2: older time of year vidkin quisling. Right. And so this is basically a thing that helps uh, ridge to get the upper hand in um the discussions the Cherokee uh, nation is having over whether or not to give in to removal and just make a treaty or resisting. More on that shortly. Um yeah. October of 1835 uh in new york city the uh the democratic machine there which is you know van buren's old machine but uh you know the bucktails there had actually evolved into the tammany hall society We talked Mm. about them before um they break from the national party because uh local workers are going on strike there and tammany society takes a very novel stance maybe make an alliance with workers it might be politically savvy Hmm. and more importantly become the party of the workers because hey um so yeah like it's a pretty novel idea like get you know a political party to actually work with the workers because maybe you don't want to become a party that only, say, uh, serves uh, slave owners. Like, maybe you want to actually, like, you know, support a more sustainable group of people. And, you know, like, they're not wrong. Like maybe,
1: maybe you're trying to exploit the workers for your own ends, and then, you know,
2: once it puts you in power, ignore them. I mean, kind of. I mean, the Tammany Hall Democrats, like, They are famously corrupt, but, like, they're not bad for the local workers. I mean, like, workers do like them because, like, yeah, there's exploitation going on, but, like, they are legitimately trying to, you know, make things better for them so, you know, they stay legitimately happy and, you know, reliable voters. And so, one of the, you know, the thing, one of the big things that the uh, Tammany Hall Dems are trying to actually back are the like you know is a statewide 10-hour work day mm. which my, like that's all that's kind of a crazy thought that, that was actually the improvement and Jackson gets told by like Van Buren because remember like the Tammany Hall Dems are his old guys mm. and you know they're like you know Van Buren and all the other guys are like hey Jackson this is a slam dunk like you know, this is a really good idea that they have. Like, this will get us a lot of voters. It'll future-proof the party. It'll... It'll It'll future-proof the party. Like, it'll be good all around. Like, you would be crazy to not go for it. Mm-hmm. But of course does not he doesn't go for it. Yeah, you're talking to a crazy person. And instead of, like, listening to all this, like, genuinely good advice, Jackson instead has the party, you know, the national party temporary pull all funding to the like New York City uh, Democrats printing operations to basically censor them. Like they just don't have money to operate.
1: Uh, uh, it's never it never changes. It's always the same forever and ever. Yeah.
2: Um, so then we get to December of 1835 and the Cherokee debate has continued. Now, John Ridge, Jackson's ally, had gained the upper hand because of all of Jackson's support, and had convinced enough—and I, I say that with the loosest uh, definition of the word "enough"—Cherokee mm. support a favorable removal bill. But uh. even as rich Uncle Ruckus as he may be, only agrees to this himself as long as it gives the Cherokee money, education support, and perpetual ownership of the territory. That they are being sent, like basically saying, "Okay, if you're sending us to trash land, at least do us the uh, honor of letting us actually keep that land without you trying to, I don't know, take it back to use as, um, uh, you know, railroad land in nineteen years."
1: <laughs> uh, you you can either laugh or jump off a building.
2: Yeah. And then. Yeah, well, well I, I take it back. You could do both. Yeah. And then they add one more stipulation onto this uh, thing where the Cherokee agree to leave. And that mm-hmm. is an agreement that Cherokee who do not leave and choose to stay, they give up their Cherokee like uh, identity, but they get citizenship in those states. Hmm. Now, obviously, most of that shit just gets ignored anyway. But Jackson personally has that last bit struck in from the record when he gets access to the treaty. And it's this version of the treaty that it has all the other stuff, which they're not going to follow anyway. But it specifically doesn't have the thing about citizenship, because obviously, you know, when it comes to money, education, support and perpetual ownership of the territory, there's ways to weasel out of that, which we do. But, like, you know, you can't say give somebody citizenship and then go back on that.
1: No, you can't. You shouldn't. And so
2: Jackson has that taken out. And this edited version, which is not the one agreed on by even Ridges, uh, like, uh, you know, I'm, 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 they're they're, they're capos, or capos, basically, uh
1: to use uh-huh.
2: a, a jewish term that i am absolutely mangling but you know they're collaborators like that's what we're just yeah. talking about like they're collaborators and um, even that like you know these guys you know like they don't get their version of the treaty passed and the senate and congress rushes through this illegitimate version and this is why there is an actual lawsuit afterwards because not only did, is this like a version, this isn't even the version that John Ridge agreed to, but it's not even, it's, it's not something that the Cherokee Nation as a whole agreed to. Mm-hmm. So this is going to lead to some more shit happening. Um, mm-hmm. That's really not going to pan out until later. So we get into Jackson's final full year and it's kind of a slow year. Now, in the spring, he decides to reverse a policy that he had inherited from John Adams uh, that, um, you know, was a push to discover new land and try to, you know, like, make America's mark on the mapping of the world. And, like, basically, this is something that had, like, predated Adams, something that Jackson's old, uh, you know, mentor, not mentor, but hero, uh, Thomas Jefferson, had, you know, been a big pusher of. But yeah. because this is something Adams wanted, Jackson was like, no. So he killed it because he just didn't want Adams to get a win. Yeah. can't now you, he really, you can't let,
1: you can't let his, uh, his rotundity get any kind of a win then, can no, you? No, no,
2: no. Uh, we're talking about uh, rotundity. Oh, Quincy. Quincy. That's where I go And I don't want to call him his rotundity because, like, you know, by all accounts, uh, Quincy, you know, was a uh, pretty uh, active dude. I mean, dude used to go swimming naked in the Chesapeake. That'll definitely do something to you.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it'll give definition and shrinkage to part of your body. <laughs> um, but now uh, Jackson really is like, oh, wait, I need to actually do this. So he authorizes some ships to explore the South Sea. And he chooses a friend of his, because it's always a friend of his, uh, Malin Dickerson. Awesome uh, man. Uh, uh, who is the Navy secretary to do it. And Dickerson is only the Navy secretary because he's bad at his job. Like Jackson wants to weaken the department of the Navy. And so this guy being like intentionally bad at his job is not even able to do the job that Jackson actually wants him to do now. And so it takes years to get uh, this uh, South seas expedition set up and it's not until Van Buren. So we'll talk about this another time that uh, the expedition actually happens, and this actually does end in the uh, confirmation that Anar- uh, Antarctica exists. Hmm. The next month, uh, Jackson signs a bill that uh, accepts Arkansas as a state. This is probably a bad hmm. idea. Generally
1: it's speaking, it's a bad idea.
2: Um, then uh, Jackson's government uh, in July bans paper money to buy land. Uh, because like this, people have been using paper money to uh, buy land, and that uh, causes a problem. And so he says, "Okay, only gold and silver can be used to buy land." Um, you know who doesn't have gold and access to gold and silver? Native Americans, Native Americans, African Americans, and uh, most Americans in general. Do you know who the most of the only people who really have enough access to gold and silver to actually buy land? The rich, rich people. Yep which basically makes it to where only the rich can easily buy land now. And so, uh, uh, mm-hmm. so um, then uh, in August, another strike breaks out. Um, this is where you get the, uh, um, so then we get to August of 1836 and there is another strike, this time in the Philadelphia shipyard at this point even smithers is begging jackson just show support to the workers we need to start to uh, align ourselves with the workers if we want to be seen as the party of the people we need to actually start supporting a group of the people
1: yeah that's a that's kind of the key if you want to be the if you want to be the leader of the people
2: you kind of got to at least pay lip service yeah the only thing jackson like he he doesn't want like he wants to help the businessmen who own the shipyard. In the end, the only fucking compromise he can even agree to in this worker strike is to just tell the shipyard, stick to just a standard 12-hour workday.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
2: force it overtime. But this doesn't really fix any of the problems. And like the strikers were wanting like to not have to like spend pretty much their entire waking day, you know working a very reasonable thing to ask like you shouldn't have to spend your whole life working like that yep so now we're in the late 1836 and things are starting to wind down uh jackson is um jackson is uh trying to figure out who his uh, successor is gonna be because he's he's not terribly old like he's going to live long enough that he could have probably have done more, but he like his body barely functions as it is. And mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, okay, I, I got it. I got to get out of this. Yeah. Oh, so he decides Van Buren is going to be his successor and um, goes into the debate or into the presidential election cycle, pretty much trying to figure out a way to make it easy as possible for Van Buren to get or to get elected as president. Yeah, And because, at this point, abolition has managed to get around all of Jackson's sabotage, and it's a national discussion now. Mm -hmm. He knew that abolition was something that was going to be the hot-button topic, and that the Democratic Party itself was even split on. Yeah. So, Jackson decides that because this could split the party to not take a firm stance— He decides to go and tell everyone the party platform for now is going to be supporting slavery and uh, preventing abolition. And that to make this the moderate stance, which is what's so evil about it, he makes this a matter of preserving the union, that to stop a civil war, we have to just keep with slavery and stop this Uh. whole abolition thing. And he makes this the party platform, and he's like trying to basically make it as moderate as possible as a stance, so you know, dumbass, moderate whites can you know accept this, so that way, Van Buren doesn't have to try and fight an inter-party battle between pro-slavery people and pro-abolition people. Just go and fuck yourself. And it doesn't end up mattering anyway that he does this. Because the Whigs decide, like, you know, going against Van Buren, decide to go with the stupidest fucking plan. Oh, boy. Henry Clay, brain lord that he is, decided that there was not going to be any way that a single Whig candidate could just beat Martin Van Buren. Which, I mean, he'll find out four years later is not true. Mm -hmm. For specific reasons that we'll get into another time. But um, the Whigs decide the dumbest fucking strategy is to run three candidates from their party, one of which is William Henry Harrison, for the record.
1: Mm. And
2: um, the plan here is run enough candidates who will draw individual votes away from Van Buren to where, mm. if there are enough candidates, nobody will get enough votes to go over the threshold and therefore it will go to a congressional vote, which at this point, there is enough congressional, like, you know, there are enough Whigs in Congress, like, you know, spread around, that even though Democrats have the majority, it's the same situation that we would have technically have been if this had happened in 2020, where oh. Democrats have the congressional majority, but there were more Republican held states. Therefore, Trump would have gotten picked in that case. And then in this case, Uh, a Whig candidate, let's be real, it would have been Henry Clay, would have been selected by Congress as the next president. Yeah, But but the Whigs under Henry Clay don't realize that Van Buren just has enough support because Jackson's behind him, that Van Buren doesn't lose enough votes to this three-way battle and he gets over the threshold. And, you know, Clay probably could have just won if he had just been the only candidate. Womp, womp. So Jackson gets his chosen successor in in January of 1837. He signs a bill accepting Michigan and as a state, um, I have complicated feelings about this one
1: <laughs>
2: mistake. Maybe. I mean, I have a lot of fond memories of Michigan. I have some not fond memories in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson then holds just, you know, a going away part. I like, you know, an early going in the way party where, um, he commissions the world's biggest wheel of cheese to be made for this party and it shows up and Jackson doesn't allow people to eat it for the longest while and like for weeks it just sin- it just sits out in the open in D.C. ripening until it's ready to get eaten and then you know nice. he actually throws the party and tells people eat the cheese and um, like he invites the public to just come to the White House and come to D.C. and eat free government cheese over the course of several <laughs> days I know it's an obscure reference and like probably
1: like me and like I'm not even sure if you'll get this one, but all I can picture is that is that movie Conga when they uh, when they when they go to meet the African warlord and like Tim Curry is starts eating a cake and it's like, don't eat my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake.
0: And I, I don't remember that like part
1: of the movie of like Andrew Jackson doing the same goddamn thing. It's like, don't eat my cheese. Don't eat my cheese! Now you can eat my cheese. Eat it now!
2: Yeah, basically. Oh, it's adorable. So this is um, this is going to cause Washington D.C. to stink like old cheese for weeks. Um, I don't know if people who live in D.C. now would uh, say that is a worse or a better smell than D.C. has now. Eh, call it a push. Um, the very last thing. Andrew Jackson, like the the last full act he does as president on his last full day, is to officially recognize the Republic of Texas. Like, there's so much shit going on. I didn't even talk about Texas because, like, oh God, that's right. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I had it in my notes. I kind of glossed over it, but uh, it happened. The like, basically, well, I alluded to. I, I take that back. I I talked about it like two or three episodes ago where Jackson was trying to just buy Texas and what stops him is the Texas revolution. Like it hadn't broken out yet, but like it was building up. Like it's not something that just comes out of nowhere,
0: mind you. Mm-hmm.
2: But um, in the end um, what ends up happening is, is that Jackson just uh, decides uh, let them just figure it out. And you know, mm-hmm. it, it works like Jackson does stuff, but like, we just didn't have time and like, ugh, I'm so done point being is is that um jackson um basically uh orchestrates america officially taking the stance that the republic of texas exists which is a controversial for mexico and Mm -hmm. um he is not the president when the request for annexation comes van buren is in as president at that point so um this is uh this is kind of a uh complicated thing because uh, had Texas asked to be annexed just like a couple weeks earlier, Jackson would have done it, and uh, that would have uh, led to history going down a different, probably worse path. Not that what followed anyway. Yeah. Was good. It's
1: a, it's, a, it's a slightly worse, still bad path.
2: Yeah. So now Jackson is no longer president. But he's still so he decides he's just going to go back to work in his plantations. Like he just wants to go make money off of the work of people he owned, Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: it's important to him to get back to his planting because uh, his son Junior had been pretty fucking terrible. Now remember, Junior's wife had also been just a disaster as a White House hostess.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So Jackson just kind of spins his time trying to rebuild his finances, rebuild his farms, um, actually does just a lot of um, weird stuff afterwards, like um actually takes like one of the first like like some of the first pictures of a like uh, you know of a president like you can find just ancient pictures of like a like almost skeletal looking Jackson who looks like a like he just looks like a zombie in these pictures. Um, he
1: does and in fact he- Everybody here has been seeing this picture for about two months because that's the picture that I've used
2: for the the, the podcast. Yep. Um, Jackson doesn't really get to enjoy his retirement for too long. Not because he dies, unfortunately. But um, the economy crashes almost immediately after Jackson gets out of office. And the 1837 panic is complicated because... England does have a lot to do with the crash happening which kind of justifies some of Jackson's paranoia but a lot of it is also like Jackson's policies and it also sets up a, a weird thing for Van Buren because it's very rare where you are like you know the, at the sitting president actually bears any responsibility for an economic crash that happens while they are president mm-hmm. especially doing, during their first year as president But, you know, with Van Buren being the secret sauce behind Jackson, he kind of actually was to blame. Yeah. And so Jackson also um, takes a lot of of blame for it. Now, Van Buren ends up taking more and people trying to absolve Jackson of his role. But a lot of people just recognize, like, the dude fucked up. Yeah. Um, He also tries to just meddle in politics a bunch, like, We've talked about this. He, he's there, like, basically, be, like, you know, whispering in Polk's ears about a lot of things. He's trying to basically be, like, secret president telling Van Buren what to do, except Van Buren at this point is like, I don't have any need for you anymore, and is trying to ignore him. Um, mm-hmm. Jackson, like, the, the one thing he's a broken clock on is, like, at this point, he has bought into the idea that the union is more important. Like, you know, the idea of America as a whole is important. And so, like, mm-hmm. he keeps, you know, saying, hey, a civil war would be bad. We need to keep the union together. Like, secession is mm-hmm. all this bad stuff. Yeah. Again, he, it broke a clock. Um, and he he tries to, like, do all this other stuff, like, telling people how to do, like, he, like, says, well, we need, we, we need, well, he's like, well, maybe we should have, like, some kind of bank, but one that's independent of the government entirely, which... Mind you, the national bank that this buffer killed was mostly independent from the government. Like, do we you know how much ownership the national government had of the second national bank?
1: I'm curious. I like
2: think about 20%. Like, it's a not, it's, a, it's nowhere near majority control. Hmm. So, Jackson is like trying to push for that and it fails. He, his businesses are not doing great. Like, it's just a lot. Yeah. Um, we get to eighteen um thirty or eighteen forty and Van Buren is ridiculously unpopular because, well, I mean, dude is responsible for a pretty major um a pretty major uh uh economic crash. And you know, Jackson still wants him to get reelected. So Jackson is like, you know, out there camp like he has no like, uh, you know actual strength to go out there and campaign but he's doing it because you know he's he's trying to help van buren which you know i not great but yeah you know, at least he's not being selfish there's that um but however he obviously there's a string attached jackson wants to get his man in as the new vice president because he wants to try and basically groom polk to become president which i mean we talked about this like jack like Van Buren was like, you know, the, you know, the guy that was like, you know, the, like, if we, if we compare them to, you know, if we compare Jackson to being a Sith Lord, like, Van Buren is maybe like Maul or Dooku where, you know, they're kind of like the apprentice, even though like, you know, they have a lot more agency, but like, Mm -hmm. Polk is Skywalker, except, you know, always shitty. Like yep. he is the guy that Jackson has been grooming like for years to try and basically turn into the next big monster. And so he's trying to pull strings to get Olkin as the new vice president. And also because of racism, because we talked about mm-hmm. this from Polk's perspective. Uh, Richard Mentor Johnson, the vice president had a mixed race daughter and people were weird about that. And Jackson was weird about that. He's like, you know, that's bad. Hmm. And so, of course, he
1: was. Of course, he yeah. was.
2: And obviously, this fails. Like Van Buren doesn't want to switch vice presidents because Johnson is actually like generally well liked, except for you know racists. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Jackson. I don't want to say is irrelevant, but he's not like actually getting a lot of what he wants. So we get back to the eighteen, or so. Like Jackson goes back to just doing his thing. Meddling in politics, being a right out shit monster. And we get to the 1844 election. Again, I'm skipping a lot just because we gotta, we gotta end this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we gotta uh, move this along.
2: And as we talked about with Polk, Van Buren was again Jackson's original pick for running for re-election. And again, Jackson's plan was that Polk would be the vice presidential candidate and that. This would basically set him up to be ready to become president. Um, However, Van Buren probably would have been the candidate for reasons that we talked about, but for reasons that we talked about, a letter gets out where Van Buren was still kind of iffy on the whole annexing Texas thing, and this is the point where his popularity at this point is gone, and at this point, Jackson's like, well, you know what? If I'm planning on trying to groom Polk to be president, why don't I say fuck it and make him president after all? And so Jackson Mm. becomes a big part of pushing for Polk to become the next front runner. And Mm. as we talked about, Polk didn't really want it, but as soon as Jackson is like, you're going to be the next president, Polk is like, yes, sir, daddy. Right away, i do what daddy tells me. Yeah. So So because Jackson wants him to do it, yeah, Polk, Polk is going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, he he's, he is a Jackson should. Um, of course, of course. And the Democrats, they, they're they not going to go really against Jackson. So Jackson basically helps him become the candidate uh, for the Democrats. Jackson helps him campaign. And once Polk gets elected, None of Polk's initial cabinet is or like you know are people that Polk picks on his own. Jackson basically gets every single one of them hmm. so Polk starts his presidency, the Texas situation happens, and um Polk is like outdoing diplomacy, and you know again we we heard this from his perspective, but june uh, eighth eighteen forty five Jackson is just kind of chilling out in his chair, uh, but he's kind of developing uh, some health conditions where uh, uh, his circulation is kind of blocking up and his body is starting to bloat and swell and he collapses from his chair and his family thinks he just fucking died right there on the spot. Uh Um, But they managed to get him to uh, wake back up while he's on the floor they pick him back up. Uh, they they've called a doctor at this point, and you know, like a you know a, pr- a preacher, you know, give him like uh, you know, stuff. And time to, come, time to come, let some more let some more ghosts out of your blood. Yep. Um, and for a time, he is uh, doing like he he's recovering a little bit, but um, um he he he's like awake and he's kind of like getting. You know his 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 airs about him, but um, mm-hmm. he starts to get weak again, and everyone starts to cry, like, this is around the time that like Sam Houston gets back there and you know, is there, and Polk is trying to get uh, there as fast as possible, and um, mm-hmm. he just says, "What's the matter with my dear children? Have I alarmed you? Oh, do not cry. Be good children, and we will all meet in heaven." Mm-hmm. And he dies immediately after saying that. Uh, Age of 78. And nice. I, I don't exactly believe in hell, but I know sure as shit he ain't in heaven. <laughs> um, uh. So he died 6 p.m. Uh that day. Um a funeral is held and it is recorded. We we talked about this in a in a, in our very first side episode. Um mm-hmm. uh, that uh oh you know i i forgot to actually say uh the thing in my notes um so uh 6 p.m june 8th uh, 1845 jackson dies and the monster finally died that fucking evening good fucking riddance i i really wanted to say that oh finally finally he's finally dead john at his funeral like i said um there is a ruckus because uh his his pet parrot paul is brought there. And because Jackson taught it to swear and uh, slur at people, the bird had to be removed because it did exactly what Jackson taught it to do, which was to uh, swear and slur at people. I don't want to give
1: Andrew Jackson credit for anything, but teaching your parrot to swear at people is objectively a cool thing to do.
2: Yeah, but not screaming slurs at people.
1: That's, that is also true.
2: His legacy.
1: Uh, not awesome
2: let's talk about his supreme court picks he gets not good he gets six in part because he actually expands he's like the only president to actually add uh supreme court picks because again that's something that every president technically has the power to do but the problem is is that well once you really get into the habit of doing that like this is why like uh, FDR was going to do this And we'll talk about this with him someday But like FDR would have done this But people point out immediately Like you do this And like you can guarantee Republicans are going to undo that By like adding more And like stacking it in their favor But Jackson gets mm-hmm. away with it He he, does, he stacks the Supreme Court He gets six picks And let's talk about them John McLean um, Who I wish But not John McLean uh, But John McLean who serves mm-hmm. 32 fucking years, gets uh, put on the Supreme Court to get him out of the postmaster role. He's another postmaster, and he's mm-hmm. a spike picked by Jackson. He ends up not being a garbage human being, though, because again, like, Jackson basically put him there to get him out of something where he could actually do something, and McLe- McLean ends up being, like, one of two justices to vote in favor of Dred Scott. Um, okay. Okay. And like I said, he, he, he gets put on the Supreme Court to spite him because like Jackson's trying to get him out of the way. And to this guy's credit, he basically spends the rest of his life like fighting against Jackson's shit. And in fact, um, in uh, uh, the end of his life, he becomes a Republican. He is against slavery. And actually, he is a candidate in the 1860 uh, election. We know who we know which Republican obviously gets it wins, but mm-hmm. Queen does it. Uh, Henry Baldwin who is on the Supreme Court for 14 years, um, claims that he was morally opposed to slavery, but supported it because it was a constitutional right. Um, I don't... What? No. I mean, basically, he, it's the same stance that... I know you weren't here for the Franklin Pierce episodes, but, like, it's that. It's the same shit with Franklin Pierce. You
1: know, he was morally oh. opposed to it,
2: but he supported it anyway. He was also the one guy... Who dissented in the near unanimous Amistad ruling to, uh, you know, in favor of the slaves? Well, the free the free people. Like he's the only guy to rule against uh, the uh, the uh, the victims and uh, John Quincy Adams, who was their lawyer. Naturally, piece of shit. James Moore Wayne, 32 years on the Supreme Court, uh, pro slavery, uh, anti-highways and canals, anti-native American policies. <sighs> The only, the only thing he was good on was pro-union. Basically, he is Andrew Jackson on the Supreme Court. Oh. Philip P. Barber, um, who only gets five years in the Supreme Court. He is a, uh, he is a slavery supporter, big-time slave owner, ruled in favor of s- slavery. Hilariously died in the, uh, during the Amistad case. Hmm. John Catron, uh, twenty-eight years um, on the uh, Supreme Court. Technically, he is a Van Buren justice, but Jackson's the one who nominated him. We'll yeah. go over him with Van Buren, but dressed this year, he sucks.
1: I would assume. I would assume nothing. Nothing else.
2: And then we get the big one. Oof! I didn't mention this earlier because I wanted to save it for this part. Something right. big happens with the Supreme Court. During Jackson's like during like uh let's see if I if I'm counting right, it would have been during ja- like it was during 1833. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh either 18, yeah, 1833. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Marshall, who had been the one thing keeping Jackson in check, had been keeping the 24 years of the Jeffersonians in check John Marshall like he's a complicated figure he's not a good guy but he's Mm -hmm. better than some of the other like he's better than the alternatives yeah he dies while Jackson is in office not good to pick the next Chief Justice of the Supreme Court
1: very not good
2: and he goes to the one guy he can trust to do whatever he wants ugh and what guy to trust best to do everything you ask him to do than the guy who would literally commit felonies in your name because you told him to. Uh, this is how Roger B. Taney, the man with no neck, becomes the next chief justice of the Supreme Court. Where he will uh, stay for the next 28 years. Uh, he will be the guy who delivers the like you know this is the big one obviously is he's the guy who delivers the majority ruling in favor of uh uh dred scott's uh captors so mm-hmm. like he is the guy who entrenches the law of slavery as the law of the land he will rule in favor of weakening the federal government he will weaken state government's he will be all about uh, empowering businessmen, empowering the rich, empowering slavers. This, is, this guy is a fucking disaster for the nation.
1: Yep. Thanks, Andrew.
2: Yeah, and again, this is something that I will always hammer in on the fact that Jackson was only president from 18, uh, third, or 1827 to 18... Uh, no, wait. 18, excuse me, 1829 to 1837, Mm -hmm. eight years. However, the last of his Supreme Court justices are around well into the 1860s. Jackson is dead for almost 20 years before we are fully rid of his legacy. And even then, obviously, they, like, you know, of the Supreme Court, like, they are still, like, people he put into power are still making decisions two decades after he is dead.
0: Oh uh. um,
2: This is why elections matter. I know people are very quick to just be like, your vote doesn't matter. It's only four to eight years. Blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that every election, yeah, it matters. Even if you're, it's a losing battle, don't approach it like that. Because at the end of the day, every vote does add up. And you uh-huh. may think it's only four years, but it's not. Like, here's the thing. I'm knocking on all the wood right now that, you know, Trump only gets four years. But even if, like, you know, Trump never gets reelected again, fucking Amy Coney Barrett is, like, you know, she's young enough to where she's, like, that bitch will probably be on the Supreme Court for the next 40 years. Uh-huh. And, you know, Brett I love Beer Kavanaugh is, like, He's a pretty young man, too. Like he's probably like he and Gorsuch probably have another 30 years, uh, you know, under them. Unless, you know, somebody likes beer a little too much.
1: Oh, if we can only hope.
2: So, yeah, Jackson keeps fucking this nation from beyond the grave. And of course, he has other legacies, too. I mean, at the end of the day, he causes a big, massive economic crash. And he's the rare president. To cause one so quickly, like like very few presidents cause that level of just disastrous um like economic crashes that quick, like even Trump hasn't seemingly caused one that quickly, like
0: uh-huh.
2: and like i mean he he definitely is bringing one about a lot, oh, he's definitely going to be the cause for one happening a lot faster than it otherwise would have. Like I imagine without him, we probably would have had another 20 years before we had our next economic crash. Now we're looking probably at another one within the next five years. And you know, COVID COVID probably is going to make it sooner, but we'll see. Um, Jackson also pushes a genocide through multiple Mm -hmm. genocides. really. Um, He blocks personally the expansion of, uh, the nation as far as like infrastructure like he slows down our industrial development in a way that like we've spent decades trying to still catch like you know catching back up he slows you know, like, down
1: I'm, I'm sorry like I, ju- I just have to ask like like what is the end game for that like i've never quite understood
2: that at the end of the day it is short-sighted shit like he doesn't want the government involved like he wants to make sure all of his buddies and their buddies are the ones getting like projects and all these things like it's Mm. very short-sighted shit like he like there's even people who pointed out like some of these projects could have benefited his friends but jackson was so obsessed with the idea of limiting the government and ensuring that only his friends could ever get like that kind of support even like you know to where like even if it's his friends and like you know the government or his friends and a rival like if somebody he did not like had the possibility of benefiting, Jackson would sink it. Hmm. Um, Fascinating. So, yeah, he slows down the, in, the infrastructure development of the nation. He slows down the industrialization of the nation. He causes, like, economic crashes, genocide. He slows down the abolition movement. He, you know, plays a big uh, lip service to the importance of the union and all this shit. But then he fucking turns around and like does nothing when South Carolina ends up nullifying shit anyway. And he knows that slavery is going to be the thing that splits the nation. He's right. But, you Mm -hmm. know, he decides he's going to support slavery instead of, you know, taking the right side of history. And he's making so much money. And
1: like if, if there is one, the one God in America that we've always had now and forever is it is capitalism, baby.
2: Yeah. Um, God damn it. And I mean, on top of all of that, he also has another weird little legacy. He's part of the reason we also know about the sexuality of James Buchanan because uh, on top of being a racist, a, genocide or a like um uh, a bigot and all these things, he's also homophobic, like even more so for the time because like at that point in time, you know, the you know, this the way you talked about homosexuality was you didn't like there there were gay men who weren't necessarily open, but like you know, the idea was is you either didn't talk about it or you just you know you just said, Oh, they're a character. You know, very mm-hmm. much a my 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 teacher who goes on cruises with her roommate kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Jackson just openly calls him things that basically outs him.
1: Calls him Mr. Like the old timey equivalent of like Mr. Mr. Fruity pants or something like that.
2: An't fancy.
1: Oh, wait, I've heard that before.
2: Yeah. I, I, I've I referenced it briefly. I, I don't know if I referenced it in a previous episode because we've done so much of these. But uh, I, I I've mentioned this before in passing. But yeah, like Aunt Fancy, which may or may not be a, an old timey slur. I don't want to. I'm not going to repeat it. But like, yeah, Jack, Jack. It's hard to know. Jackson was like so homophobic for his time that he like outed somebody that like, you know, like people generally tried to like help keep Buchanan in the closet. So I mean, fuck. I don't know. Before we get to the fun part, what do you think, Jackson? What what say?
1: Uh, you know, when I die and go to hell, as, as is my fate, I'm gonna, you know,
2: where is Andrew Jackson? Yeah, you know, just can can somebody make a doom mod that just replaces all, all the monsters with uh with um like bad presidents? Like, I don't know, I mean like imps can be like I don't know. Like, who? What would? What would the imps? Like, I mean, obviously, like Jackson, Reagan, and Nixon should be like the big stuff. Like the Archvile, like the Cyber Demon. Like, feel like Reagan. I don't know.
1: Reagan, Margaret Thatcher's got to be in there somewhere.
2: No, well, that that is a game.
1: Oh, like of there, there's really. a
2: doom there's a doom mod about going into hell to kill Margaret Thatcher. That's, that's naturally. That's why, I, that's why I want that for like the the shitty American presidents like if there is a if there's going to be a a doom mod about killing margaret thatcher which i i'm going to download that actually i i keep meaning to get that but you know if 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 the brits can have their doom mod where they get to fantasize going to hell and killing margaret thatcher i, I want a doom mod where in minecraft in doom um mm-hmm. bad presidents like make make ronald reagan i don't i'm not the cyber demon like that the cyber demon is clearly uh kissinger who is not dead but you know He's dead inside, mm-hmm. but like I don't know what whatever is like the the brainy ones make that raking well yeah just make all the sound bites well well um yeah fuck Andrew Jackson like the guy's on money it's bullshit mm-hmm.
1: it is bullshit
2: it's a common it's a common currency too like you know like the 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 good the good American figures you're know, like you know you're you know like you don't see Grant that much, you don't see uh uh Franklin that much, but it's like you see fucking Jackson all the time, he's on fucking money,
1: it's a crime, it's terrible, yeah, it's horrible, it shouldn't be, but it is, and it sucks, and we all hate it,
2: like there's very few historical figures I hate. Jackson's Jackson's one of them. Like even before I did this research for these many episodes, I I hated him, but like I I mm-hmm. I truly hate him with every fiber of my being because like I learned so much about him that just what a fucking piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. So cast him in a in a show. Who would you pick? I have four picks. Because I've had a <sighs> lot of
1: fun. Um you know what? You probably ought to be played by a piece of shit. So do you know who I'm gonna cast? Who? Kevin Spacey.
2: You know what? Yeah, I I could see it. <laughs> um any other picks before I do my 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 four?
1: No, picks? I feel I, I feel like Kevin Spacey's good. I'm 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 more interested to hear yours, honestly.
2: Okay, so. If we want a full-on comedy, Bob Odenkirk. Okay. Saul, Saul Goodman as, like, Andrew Jackson with, I don't know, uh, David Cross can be Martin Van Buren.
1: Okay. It's
2: like, you know, uh, Mr. Show, but about monsters.
1: I can agree with that. That works.
2: Um, if we want uh, half-serious, half-comedy. The the person I always thought, uh, in, like, there's one like my last pick is going. My last pick is going to be uh, the one who I I just realized basically just is Andrew Jackson. But the person I always like associated with Andrew Jackson was uh, Christopher Walken. Like for some reason I always hmm. just thought they they look like each other. And Christopher Walken is also a crazy person. Please don't kill me, Christopher Walken. I love you very much. You're just kind of a crazy <laughs>
1: person. he is he is definitely a character.
2: Uh, but like I would just love like Christopher Walken like. Just Christopher Walken as Christopher Walken as uh, Andrew Jackson, like...
1: He's a guy playing a dude disguised as another dude.
2: Yeah, like, no national bank, I will kill you. (laughs) You know what? I'm down. Um, If we want something a little bit more serious but also lighthearted, Walton Goggins.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one.
2: Yeah, but... (laughs) Honestly, just because of uh, season two of *Righteous Gemstones*, which I mean, also Walton Goggins in that, but like the the big thing that I kind of realized is like the perfect person to play Andrew Jackson, like dude looks like him now, like you know he he is a southerner, like basically perfectly plays that Tennessee piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Roberts, mm. like look up like Eric Roberts now. I mean, like. You give him like weird ass hair, and like he just looks like Andrew Jackson. He's a southern. I can agree guy, with like, that. Yeah, like he he perfectly plays like sleazy pieces of shit from the south. Like Eric Roberts would just be perfect for that role.
1: I can agree with that. I can agree with that. That's a solid kit. That's a solid cast.
2: Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I, I hate Andrew Jackson. I hate him.
1: Yes, so. I do too. And I'm so happy we're done
2: yeah and speaking of being done yeah uh, i do we want to say it here or do we want to make like a separate thing for this I mean, we may, do, maybe do both um let's let's do a separate thing i mean how, let, let's do a separate thing explaining it further on but like i, I, I don't know if people are going to be or do you just want to cut this part out oh uh, let's play it by ear um we'll we'll have a later thing explaining it and like uh, for our our dozens of listeners i I hate to do this uh we the show i think might be going on hiatus for a little bit because we're just too damn busy i mean you guys might have noticed that uh, we've kind of been missing some weeks because like Uh shit keeps coming up um our lives like for the past uh seven months well really for a while <laughs> i just been like super busy mm-hmm. and um like my job's getting crazier like i i'm still finishing up my dissertation actually like i know it's weird people like people already call me dr thompson and like i don't correct people on it because like i just don't have the heart to but like
0: mm-hmm. i'm still
2: finishing up my doctor even though i'm a like i'm a full-time professor and department chair now it just yeah how it happened but um like i I gotta focus on my dissertation brett you and your wife are doing like a bunch of stuff right now and we just don't have the time and i yeah i gotta be honest uh researching this series like not just because of the work involved but like the 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 content like with such a huge mental health train, I need a break.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like we we both like you spend your free time researching some of like these people are horrible monsters.
2: Except Ben Harrison.
1: Except Ben Harrison. We all know that 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 we stand Ben Harrison here.
2: Yeah. But outside of that one bright spot like yeah i i i need a mental health recharge and like with everything going on like this this working on this as much as i love it i really do love it It, like recording this episode just to kind of get everything out like i've had to leave my wife in the lurch like watching our kid you know because like you know doing stuff and so i gotta get back to them too and like Every time we record this, it, I I hate doing this. And like I mm-hmm. said, we'll have, we'll have a full thing next week probably to just explain it like in more. But this isn't goodbye. Like I fully plan on us coming back to it. And like right now, I think you know Brett and I are gonna like talk more about like how it's gonna look. Like we might do some stuff here and there over the next uh, so like you know a few months of like you know some little mini things here and there like. Drop, you know, just some like friendly stuff and then at some point within the next year, pick it back up and, you know, right back where we left off and, you know, you know, start talking about presidents again, but I need a break. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. yep that is that is the reality of doing this is that sometimes it's a lot and that we need. I mean, shit, it's it's hard to do this. Like, it's, it it has gotten to the point where, you know, when we started this, we'd have enough time to, you know, do this and have a bank of episodes, and we, we could actually record in advance. And for the last few months, we've been literally recording on Sunday night, and I've been editing Sunday night, Monday morning to get these things ready. So it's it's a lot. A, a break is needed. But like like John said, we're not going away. We are just taking a breather.
2: And like I said, we'll, we'll explain this more in detail like next week or we'll have this or we'll at least isolate this into like a separate thing to release. That way people have something to point to. But, you know, I'm sorry. We just like, if, if this was something like that we were just doing as a job, like, you know, it's like a Patreon, which I never really felt comfortable doing anyway. Cause like, I don't want to like ask people for money to do this, but also like, I love my actual job but like
1: i mean i i personally i I have stated i have no problem begging people for money and i would set up a patreon in a heartbeat (laughs) but 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 we are we we are of different philosophies there
2: yeah and i mean we'll figure that part out but the time is like if we don't if we don't put this on break like it's gonna be a it's gonna be like a big mental health drain and like we're gonna be like making major sacrifices that we just can't do so for now, this isn't goodbye, but it's just a. Uh, we'll see you. See you next time, space cowboy. See- Bang.
1: <laughs> and we, and we might see you sooner than that. As, as I said, I've been working on my little side episode, so we're going to try. We're going to try to squeeze that in in the next week or two.
2: Yeah, but other than that, I'm. I'm. See you next time, space cowboy. Bang.
1: See you next time. See you, space cowboy. Uh, but uh, you know.
2: Any any final pluggables for now, Brett?
1: No, the usual. Um still still follow us. Please yeah. like, you know, you could you could like and subscribe, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, share, share the podcast with your friends. Like, you know, tell them there's a lot of back episodes, like, you know, a whole year's worth of them, in fact.
1: In fact, and, in yeah, fact.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, go catch back up on them. You know, give us feedback. I I kind of want to use this hiatus to kind of refresh and rethink things.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh you know when we start back up, i uh, want to like actually take uh people's stuff in there, so past underscore pod at twitter, you know, like past and president's pod at outlook, you know everywhere mm-hmm. where podcasts live except spotify did we did you take us off the of Spotify bread?
1: We were barely on Spotify in the first place, so good. I just kind of didn't bother
2: good, fuck Spotify, but everywhere else been mm-hmm. there cool, I guess. But other than that, uh, see you, Space Cowboy.
1: See you, Space Cowboy. Bye.